1: just a little bit of a teaser on this in the Bible wine in moderation is associated with joy and perhaps the Apostle Paul is saying if you want a way to be continually filled with joy forget that other stuff and experience the spirit-filled life
0: of the Lord's continual joy Today on Changed by Love, the Apostle Paul takes us into two interesting and controversial areas in the Christian life, drinking alcohol and being filled with the Holy Spirit. These were relevant topics in the early church and they are in the church today as well. As far as the apostle was concerned, the word filled was probably more similar to our word controlled, which simplifies the debate to, should we be controlled by alcohol or by the Holy Spirit? At the same time, the scripture does not seem to teach total abstinence from drinking, and associates wine in moderation with the joy of the Lord. So, what do we do with this apparent confusion? Stay tuned. Here's Pastor Jim.
1: So, do I believe there's certain things for certain individuals? I do. I do. So, where do we, or where or how do we find those things? Romans 12:1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you here's our part present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Here I am. God, here I am. This is it. I don't know what to do, but I'm going to go out and wherever I see opportunities to obey your word, wherever I see opportunities to follow you, that's what I'm going to do. Wherever I see opportunities to to tell people about you, acts of kindness, whatever it is, I want to tie them to you, then that's what I'm going to do. Verse two, and do not be conformed to this world. So I'm going to do your will because that's for all believers and I'm not going to do what we're not supposed to do. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how are you transformed by the renewing of your mind? It's happening right now. God is renewing your mind as you independently, maybe in a a, smaller group of people, and as we gather together, as we study the word of God. So we are not being conformed to this world. J.B. Phillips says, don't be squeezed into the mold of this world, but we are being conformed. We're not being conformed to this world, but being conformed to the will of God, We are being squeezed into, if you will, the mold of the will of God, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, some verses say, that you will discern, that you will know what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So put on the word of God, put off the ways of the world, and God says, I'll show you. You'll know. There'll be plenty of opportunities. Then the problem won't be, oh, which is God's will. The problem will be, which is not God's will, because he'll show you so many things. Now, verse 18 moves us into a section that continues all the way into chapter six, pertaining to what I'm going to call spirit-filled relationships, spirit-filled relationships. And he's going to give us two commands, two commands. And do not be drunk with wine. Now, some of you are going, whew, I'm in the clear. I drink brewskis, baby. Okay, that's, that is not what we're talking about here. Okay, that is not what we're talking about here. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking about preaching this verse on a Sunday sometime. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation. Uh, some, some versions use a great word, debauchery. You're like, I don't even know what that word means. It just sounds wicked, doesn't it? The, um... Uh, Holman Christian Standard Bible says this do not be drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions. That's the first command. Do not be drunk with wine. Second command, but contrast, instead, be filled with the spirit. Now it's very interesting. It's not like you, you know, you go to the, you know, the spirit dispensary uh, on your refrigerator and you know press spirit and put your glass underneath comes out or something like that so God fills us with his spirit so in that sense we're passive but in another sense we have to make ourselves willing receptacles of God's spirit and so the Holy Spirit he's going to teach us is the source of great relationships if we want to have spirit filled relationships we need the spirit for that so it's almost like the apostle is saying Speaking of fools, since we're on the subject of fools and since we're on the subject of foolish behavior, do not be drunk with wine. Do any of you know anybody who's ever done stupid things when they're drunk? Yeah, OK. Yeah, I wasn't asking for volunteers, but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we've all done stupid things when we're drunk. And really what makes us stupid Is that we're drunk and we think we can do things that we can't do. And and like people get caught with drunk driving. Why? Because they didn't know they were drunk? Well, they know they're drunk, but they're like, I could drive home. You know, years ago, probably people say, I have to drive home, I'm too drunk to walk. I mean, people say, you know, the dumbest of things, they, they they think they can do it. They 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 get in the car. (laughs) <laughs> they get pulled over, have you been drinking, sir? Ah, you know, and, and so they think that they can do things when, 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 when they're drunk or do you ever know anybody who says dumb things when they're drunk? Like, like Paul Tripp's mother, the Bible counselor, Paul Tripp's mother said, there's nothing that came out of the mouth of a drunk that wasn't there in his heart to begin with. And so people do dumb things when they're, where they're drunk. And let me ask you a question. For the follower of Jesus, how, how does getting drunk show love for the Lord? How, do, how, does, how does getting drunk build up the body of Christ? How does, how does getting drunk help the drinker in the long run? Now, remember we said last week that the... Uh, the sexuality of the ancient world was every bit of as if not worse than the times in which we live in. And excessive drinking was very common in the ancient world. That's why you have the repeated warnings in the scriptures not to be drunk. That's why you have repeated warnings in the scripture for the temptation for the people of God to get drunk. As we've said before, drinking is really in in the church right now in certain Christian circles, so it's important to be careful. Proverbs twenty three twenty nine through 35. Who has woe, who has sorrow, who has contentions, who has complaints, who has wounds without cause, who has redness of eyes, those who linger long at the wine, those who go in search of mixed wine, Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies at the top of the mast saying, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek? another drink. Sounds yummy, doesn't it? Sounds like fun. Now, in the Bible, it does seem to be okay to have a drink, and that's why I reserve the right to come back to this passage, because I want to make sure we don't, um, I always want to make sure we don't go beyond the Bible, and I want to make sure we're not restrictive of the Bible, but the uses of drinking in the Bible are, are quite interesting, actually, but You cannot make the case in the Bible for drunkenness by any stretch of the imagination. So getting back to this section right here, presumably some of the people in the Ephesian church were were drinking a lot. We know that the people in the church in Corinth were. And so here we are to put off being filled with alcohol and to put on being filled with the spirit. Now, isn't it very interesting He just states this as the normal Christian life. You know, a lot of times we think it's these, oh, it's the spiritual elite he's talking to or the pastors. No, he's just talking to everybody. He says that this this is a this is a command for everybody. And so we are to be filled with the spirit. Now, filled with the spirit is is such a unfortunately divisive term for so many people. And I don't really understand why. When you come to put your trust in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes comes to live within you. Yet, there there seems to be this language of the Bible of being filled or being continually filled with the Spirit. So, let's just talk about it in the context of this passage. In this passage, we want to remember that there is one indwelling and many fillings. Now, I know people who say, I don't believe that. And then you sit and pray with them and they go, oh Lord, fill us with your spirit. I'm like, you just prayed what you told me you don't believe. <laughs> like, Okay, so, so there's, another, there's another thing that's called the, the, the doctrine of subsequence. We're not going to talk about that today. If you don't know what that is, fine. Then you won't care. We're not going to talk about it. If you, if you do know what that means, then we'll have to save it for another day. But so there's, there's one indwelling, many fillings and empowerings of the spirit. And the word filled is probably closer to in our way of thinking to controlled by. So we are not to be controlled by alcohol. We are to be controlled by the Holy Spirit in our mind, in our emotions, in our will. So here the Apostle Paul contrasts alcohol or the substance-controlled life with the spirit-controlled life. Now, I've said to you many times before, there are some of us who should never touch the stuff. Never touch the stuff. And, and when I do, if I do ever talk about this again, we may have more people who join that crowd. That's probably why I'll do it. Maybe we'll, like, have a New Year's Eve service and talk about it. That would be mean, okay? So, so being an a alcohol or substance controlled person or a spirit controlled person which do you think is God's will you're like finally an easy question thank you Pastor Jim we know that one so once again it it, it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that we live out the Lord's will as revealed in the word of God so a great prayer to begin every day is what we saw in Romans 12 here I am Lord here I am, and today I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be controlled by your spirit in the way I live today. Notice, again, like we saw in the Proverbs verse, which was, you know, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Here we see that the alternative to being drunk with sober, with, with, um, sorry, with wine is not abstinence, but being filled with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't say, hey, don't be drunk, drunk with wine, don't drink. That's what we tell people. That's not what the Bible tells people. The Spirit of God says, don't be, the Word of God says, don't be drunk with wine, be filled with the Spirit of God. Now, just a little bit of a teaser on this, in the Bible, wine in moderation is associated with joy. And perhaps the Apostle Paul is saying, if you want a way to be continually filled with joy, forget that other stuff and experience the spirit-filled life of the Lord's continual joy. Now, Verse 19, he begins to give us some of the evidence and commands to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ways we are to be filled. So here's an interesting thing. God fills us, but he tells us how to be filled. Verse 19, speaking to one another. Now, remember, these are letters to churches. These would be read in the congregation, So he's saying to you people in the church, speaking to one another, pretty tough to do if you're not part of a local church, isn't it? No, it's not tough, it's impossible. Speaking to one another in Psalms. Now let's just stop there for one second. We think of the Psalms as a book of the Bible. It was in many regards for them their songbook. I used to love it back in the day when people would write these songs. Just They would just take them right out of the Psalms and, and just write these beautiful, beautiful songs. And people still do it, but more they base them on the Psalms instead of just putting them in the music. And I've heard some groups put them in the music. It's, it's, it's wonderful stuff. And, and so he says, so we think of Psalms as a book of the Bible. They might be thinking of music and hymns, Hymns, the classic hymns they had back in the day of, 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 of the faith. I, the song we sang before the study tonight, In Christ Alone, I believe, should the Lord not return soon, that 50 years from now people will still be singing that song. I think that is going to become a classic hymn of the faith. You know, and some of you be like, oh, that was out when I was young or I was a kid or something like that. And spiritual songs. All the commentators are like, are these the same things or are spiritual songs different? They don't even know. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I think he's talking about Jesus there. Personal opinion. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father. How? In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So notice what's going on here. As the word of God we learn wisdom from the word as the word of God and the spirit of God move together in tandem in the life of a follower of Jesus, what happens? It spreads to the congregation. And by virtue of it spreading to the congregation, it spreads to the unbelieving people that are in our midst. By the way, if you're here tonight and you're not a Christian, thank you so much for coming. If you're listening online or on the radio, get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you. Love to get to know you. And so so it begins to spread to the congregation and to the unbelieving guests. And the result then here in Ephesians is what? A renewed sense of worship, a renewed type of relationships that we have with one another and thanksgiving to the Lord. Now you say, all right, that's fine, but isn't, isn't that just like the band? In Exodus 31, they were building the, the tabernacle, the porta tent, and it said that the guys who were building the place, they were building the tent, They were the construction guys. It said that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So you're here on Sunday. You're going, I'm just parking cars. Knock the just out of your mouth or I'll knock it out for you. Stop saying that. You are the guardians of the house of the Lord. You are protecting God's people so they get into God's house safely. Say, oh, I'm just, I'm just the people handing out the bulletins. No, you are not. Get that just out of your mouth. Most of my ladies, I won't knock it out of your mouth. I'll pleasant, <laughs> I'll politely remove it. <laughs> okay, that's not what you are. You are welcoming people. You are the gatekeeper at the house of the Lord. You are welcoming people into the house of the Lord. You are saying to people, you just made this morning the best decision you could have possibly made in your life today. You walked in to God's house where you're gonna worship with God's people and God is gonna speak to his people. Good for you. We're so glad you're here. Is there any way we can help you? We wanna make you feel welcome. If you've never been here before, you you are our guest. we, We are so thankful that you're here. This is so, we could go through every ministry. This is so important to church life. If the the people in the cafe didn't make all that free coffee and let you bring it in here with a lid, do you know how many people would be sleeping through my boring sermons? (laughs) I mean, this is so important to church life. Now, it's interesting this is so interesting. And this is one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I just say to the Lord, I, I, I really need more time on this stuff to think this stuff through. I, what, we're, what we're about to talk about now, I need, I need a day on. So come up, come back tomorrow. So I need, I need a day on this to think this through because we're called to speak to one another. We get that. But we're also called to Sing to one another. Did you ever think of that? So he's saying here, listen, when you're singing, you're not just singing to God. You're also singing to one another. In other words, our singing, in our singing, we are ministering to one another. There's a wonderful thing when you walk into a room and everybody is singing. Even the froggy voices like I have. You know, the voice only a father could love. It's a wonderful thing when you walk into that because we're ministering to one another. We are encouraging one another. We don't realize it's going on. And we are instructing one another as we are all singing. So do you realize what God is doing while that is all going on? He's filling us with his spirit. That's what he's doing. Once again, how do you do this from home? How do you do this from home? You can't. Although a lot of people wander around going, well, it's about me and my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you something here. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. It's about your relationship with God your relationship with others, and everybody's relationship with God. So notice as we sing, our hearts should swell with thanksgiving, as he puts it, for all things to God the Father. That is such an important point. Many people like songs that make them feel good. That's not what he's talking about here. Many people like to sing songs that simply confirm how they're feeling. Oh, it's so hard. Let's sing some songs of misery. That's not here. That's not here. Now that this is going to be tough. I know, you know, you know, email one of the other guys. I have no time for this stuff. But 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 that is just no more than self-centered man-centered Non worship that is not glorifying to God and that is not building up the body of Christ. That's not what's going on. You know, that type of singing, that type of music, which is on contemporary Christian radio, that actually feeds the complaining, life is so hard, ungrateful hearts that so many of God's people have today. I'm not dismissing hard times. I am dismissing ingratitude. I'm not dismissing serious issues. I'm dismissing making relief from symptoms being more important to you than God, being more important to you than actual worship. And here's the thing, as long as we're on the subject of being brutally honest, to be honest, you can find that kind of talk You can find that kind of thinking at the bar with a bunch of people drunk
0: with wine. That's it for today with pastor and Bible teacher Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. We hope and pray that Pastor Jim's simple and passionate verse-by-verse, line-by-line teaching through the Word of God is bringing growth to your Christian faith. Now that you've heard from us, we would love to hear from you. Please let us know how we can pray for you, answer any questions you may have, and let us know how Change by Love has helped you. Perhaps you want someone to explain to you how to have your sins forgiven, how you can go to heaven, and how you can get started or restarted in your faith. Maybe you're looking for a good Bible teaching church in your area, or maybe you just need someone to talk to. Remember, friends, we are here to serve you and to help you, so that someday the Lord will use you to serve and help others. That's the way the kingdom of God works, and we're thrilled to participate with you in the adventure. There are many ways to contact Pastor Jim and the team here at Changed by Love. All of our contact information is on our website, www.changedbyloveradio.com. Once again, that's changedbyloveradio.com. Maybe you would like to bless us by writing us a card or a letter. Our mailing address is Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Once again, that's Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Please join us next time on this same station. Until then, stay close to Jesus, and we know that you too will be changed by His love.